understanding of where you come from and what it is that everything is interconnected so that just being able to pick up on the different frequencies around you because everything is a wave it's all frequency and i tell people like when it comes to creation stories every creation story is based on frequency and waves whether if it's christianity and it's god spoke whether it's the dogon people or whether it's a big bang all of these are different vibratory frequencies our world is based off of frequency so energy is transferred through voice touch and just feeling through expressing because you can think something and then it can still produce a certain frequency in the world as a man think of you are right yeah thought turns to flesh <clears throat> welcome to the flipping tables podcast where we challenge limited beliefs and flip the tables on perspectives that may be holding us back i'm your host tanny majiqua and what i'd like you to do if you think I'm a pretty cool person, is like, comment, and subscribe. Did you say something slick in the background? I'll get to you in a second. And honestly, only do that if you feel like we're giving you value because um, I know I personally get a lot from these conversations and I hope it does the same for you. So on behalf of every guest that we've ever had here and Brandon over there and myself, we just want to thank you for tuning in to the best podcast on the planet. Before we get started, as always, Brandon, how is your mental health, sir, before you run away? Are like, you there? Do we have a Brandon? Yeah, there. Brandon, we're, check we're, I'm here. I, I feel oh, like I feel like I've just been wearing the same shirt for weeks. So, uh, uh, yeah. Nice. You are consistent. Yep. How's that mental health? Talk to me. I, I'm doing great. Um, I, you know what? Um, oh boy, this is rough. I'm doing. I'm doing well. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> like, if you want, you can just put it back to me. That's great. Thank you. That was. Um, I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah, I didn't have nothing this time. Yeah. Everything is going good. What do you want me to say? No, that was great. I'm yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm like, you know, the, okay. So I was telling Tanny oh this the other day, okay. and because Tanny's like, he says the same thing. Well, hey, how's your week? Oh man, if it's getting any better, I'd be scared. It's some shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you got to give the people like, yo, a little, a little negativity, a little bit. You, you know what? I was. I pulled out some fool almost hit me today, man. But you know what? Other than that, everything is good. Yeah, I don't like to leave with a negative. Um, I feel like people can have it's negative a negative moments, that you, but not negative days. Like you can't have a bad day. You can have bad moments in no, a day. No, no, no. What, but did you listen to what I said? You know what I mean? I almost why got am hit. I leading with the negative. No, because you overcame the negative. You know what I mean? You got to think about it. If you're oh, flipping, if you're flipping perspectives and changing the views, you know what I mean. You got to teach people how to overcome negatives. So you want me to give a hero's journey? Is that, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so today. I, I didn't say that, but I here he goes. I wanted eggs and toast. You know what? I did not have bread. I did not. You know what I did? I got pissed. I got angry. Then I went to the store and got bread. I came back and I had a great breakfast. So it's me overcoming, flipping the tables on a situation that could have been dire. Oh, Go fuck no, your, no, 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 no. Go fuck yourself. I had my eggs and toast. Go fuck so yourself. Thank you for that, Brandon. Go thank fuck you, yourself. Thank you. Today, I do have a special guest that... I'm actually, I asked him before on the other podcast, and I'm going to ask him again in a different way. So, DJ, you go out to a networking event with all black people, and I'm saying black people for a reason, right? <laughs> all black people. You're walking up to someone to introduce themselves because you see him as a person of value. How do you walk up to him and introduce yourself? What up, though? I'm DJ Bay. Everybody call me official trust fund, baby. You know, like, I teach people about financial literacy. Okay, I like that. So I wish we had air horns, horns, but we don't. We can do studio applause. Yeah, studio I like applause. It. Yes, I like it. I like it. Beep, 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 beep. Where did that start? What does it mean? Just in general, like from the 
most basic perspective. Let's say I know nothing about finances, which I don't, right? Why, why, okay, why trust fund baby? Let's start there. Well, for me, um, I had my first son when I was, what, 20, right before I was about to turn 21. So um, being young and coming from the type of family dynamic I come from, I was like, I want to be able to, you know, like provide on a certain level. And then it got to, what, 2019, I started to plan for my next child. So then I actually created the Trust Fund Baby brand. Um, like probably like my first or going into my second year of me having my cannabis company. Yeah. And it was just like, I just always come up with these ideas and something. And then I just, I ran with it. I went and I got the imaging done and I just wanted it to be a part of, cause I was already teaching, you know, like um, the best way I can say it is wealth development. Yeah. Because I teach people how to put themselves, I don't care for like tax bracket language because I'm taxes and personally, I tell people to put themselves in a different wealth bracket. Okay. So I like that's that. what I teach people. And by understanding the importance of trust, and I'm like, I'm a trust fund baby. I make trust fund babies. And I'm like, I checked out the branding, and it really wasn't no trust fund baby brand out there. Like, people have utilized it for music and stuff like that, but not for what I use it for. So I went and cop- I copyrighted it in, like, 2019. Yeah. And then, what, like, last year? Yeah, like a year or so ago, went during the NFT boom, I went and I did some rebranding, and I made these portraits about, you know, like, different financial literacy shows. Like, I got a billion NFT from the show Billions, I got a Succession NFT, a Richie Rich one, and I have a one from Bel Air, and it's um, it's you see a little baby in a purple suit, and he kneeling down, he got crypto coins on the floor, so it's just like giving people an interest in something that they may not necessarily know that they need to have an interest in. Now NFTs, I'm very lost in the space. I have a basic understanding, right? NFTs are like the pictures, essentially, like a picture crypto thing. So, like if you had to describe what an NFT is to a third grader, what would you say? So an NFT, um, a non-fungible token, something that the value can be transferred pretty much. So you got to look at it like pretty much like I give you an iPhone, but I tell you within this iPhone, it gives you access to all these different features. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So that iPhone, it unlocks other things. So it's a token. Okay. So the same way how I can give you a picture of a monkey and I can tell you it gives you access to a private community. All it is, is just, it's a means in order for you to put a front-facing image or a mechanism mm. on top of so it's a like timestamp. It's, it's like an access key, essentially? It can be. It's all about, it all relates to timestamps. Yeah. It's all about you knowing the timestamps for something else. And then with people <coughs> have a certain understanding, it lets you add monetary aspects to it. So I only mess with NFTs that have utilities what is it what does that mean a utility means it has some type of financial or monetary benefit for me or it has access to something that i can see to be beneficial i'm not just going to buy something on speculation just because everybody getting these stupid ass monkeys (laughs) okay all right wait go back okay all right hold on so okay let's say i'm just brand new right and i want to get into why are you yelling at me i'm not speaking into the microphone ladies and gentlemen i am so sorry he's just being very aggressive right now i don't know who hurt you i apologize bro, he bro, bro, bro. yeah so i'm just uh, talking about it. i'm like bro you can't like hear a goddamn thing you saying oh i'm so sorry anyway okay Please. so nfts right yeah someone completely brand new what's the first step to get into that kind of space because the only thing i understand right now i i understand kind of how crypto works right yeah. it's essentially like a form of currency that's not centralized is that the best way to say it? That's not accurate because there's two forms of 
well, as far as you talk about, there's centralized and then there's decentralized. Right. So it's controlled currency, then it's uncontrolled currency. Technically, Bitcoin would be considered an uncontrolled currency. Okay. And then there's stuff like Solana, one of my favorite tokens, and I feel like it's going to do well in the future. That's not, I like. He's saying buy Solana right now. No, He's guaranteeing not, it. He just guaranteed it right now. No, okay. I have my own reasons why I like that because I'm in a tech and I understand that they're bigger than just a. Um, an NFT or a cryptocurrency because they're a tech brand. They also have a cell phone that they're releasing. So how much understanding does someone have to have, right, to be able to jump into this space? Bare minimum. You just really need to know how to protect your assets. If you go, if, because you really have to get involved in it in order so that you can get better at it. Yeah. Because like you can watch as many videos as you want, but the hands-on experience, you understanding risk management, you 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 actually feeling what it means in order for you to see a loss on your phone yeah. or on your computer, like that matters. And I got introduced to trading all the way back in the second grade. So I learned what that feeling was like early enough that way I didn't have an emotional attachment to the kind of seeing like the highs and the lows. Yeah. So essentially you're kind I mean, not that it's a direct um comparison, but essentially you kind of have to look at it like the stock market kind it, of. It is, is that, it works very it works very similar to the stock market. Okay. Not necessarily NFTs. Like mm -hmm. I said, NFTs, that's for timestamps. They this is token gates, it's like keys to unlock utilities and aspects of other things right yeah that's more so nfts when we talk about cryptocurrencies the manner in which it's traded on speculation because cryptocurrency only value it have is the fact that people believe it's going to have value and then they roll fiat dollars over into it so it's really all speculative isn't that kind of like well for example like the u.s dollars uh, i've heard a couple people lately that have been interviewing saying there's no value behind it like it's backed is it back? It's, it hasn't been valued behind the United States dollar for a long time. The thing that backs the United States dollar is the good faith of the people. So it's kind of the same thing then, right? In the sense that yes. you have to believe for both. Speculation, right? Based on your speculation that you believe that this thing has some form of intrinsic value, you're going to put faith in it, you're going to request it, you're going to utilize it. And you're so going to keep am it. I crazy in saying that we're all just kind of guessing? No, or kind of just people like... People are not guessing. They, they willing participants in the system that was designed without their knowledge. That is... Okay. <laughs> no, it's just like a thought experiment now. Now I'm going in my head. Okay. So moving forward, how do you feel like money is going to be in the future? <laughs> like, let's say Most people 10 don't years. have money. You said the what? Most people don't have money. I wear money. As, as far as like no, gold? I, I, yeah, I'm wearing, like, I wear gold. Like, okay. Gold is money. Gold and silver is legally classified as money here on this land per the United States Constitution. Yeah. Most people got currency. They either have debit, credit, or they are using cryptocurrency, or they're using fiat dollars. So you're essentially saying the safest, well, I mean, I guess the safest route would be to have like gold and silver, but are you saying the way that we see currency right now, just is it going gold, to change? But just having gold and silver doesn't give you the means in order for you to barter with everybody because I got gold and silver put up. I'm not I'm not trading my necklace with nobody in order for me to get something. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, it's not going to ever be that tight for me. I don't allow myself to speak in certain capacities. So you won't hear me like, you know, like make certain like assumptions or metaphors with me being in. I use somebody else before I use myself. Yeah. Because no, 100%. I understand what yeah, yeah, that yeah. means when I got you, you talk like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not putting that type of energy out in the universe. And that's one thing that you learn when you learn about finance. You know, like your speech has a lot to do with your wealth bracket. That is interesting. What do you mean by that? Speech has a lot to do with your wealth. If bracket. you don't believe that you don't have it, or if you don't believe that you're wealthy, you're not going to be wealthy. If you don't believe that this is meant for you, you're, yeah. you're not going to have it. Is that kind of like the same correlation when people like talk about mindset, right? That um, as a man, think of the, you are. Yes, and one of the guys that 
I was telling Brandon about it last, well, for the past few episodes, actually. Um, and, you know, Myron Golden, I love the way he articulates himself. And one of my favorite things that he actually put out there is that um, the order that you get things is be, do, have, right? You have to become something first, right? You have to become that thing that you want to, you know, have. You have to become that person that's worthy of making the million dollars before you actually get the million dollars, right? So be, do. So when you become that person, you'll start to do the activities that a person that has a million dollars would start to do, and then you actually get it. So it's essentially almost, he kind of said it in a way where we look at it backwards, right? We want to have the million dollars to say, I'm a millionaire. When in fact, you should become a millionaire first, call yourself a millionaire before you actually become that. You How do you feel about something like that? It, that's, the, like that's the fake it till you make it model. And like, and it's not necessarily saying like you have to be fake in the world. You have to coach and control your mental aspect in order for you to, whatever you're speaking has to pass back through your ears in yeah. order so that your brain understands this is what you're working towards and this is what you have. So even not even speaking in the... um in the past tense or speaking in the future tense, always speaking in the present tense, like I'm wealthy, I have millions of dollars, yeah. I have more money than Massa Musa right now, I get to do whatever I want, I get to live my life the way I desire. That's the reason why you won't hear me say certain things about myself. I say that shit about other people, not me, <laughs> for real. <laughs> you know what, I, I mean, I guess, Coming from my background, right, especially like in the service industry, um, there's a lot of negativity in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's very limiting beliefs in the fact that, uh, you know, they got the best education. I didn't really get through high school that much, so I can't really do that. Oh, it must be nice. You know, it's just very much almost like the, the self-talk is just so down, so bad. Oh, this always happens to me. And you're just like, when you get out of that environment, um, when I started to... Um, just be around different people. Do right? you think that things? comes because of the wealth bracket that those people are um, allotted to be in? I think a lot of it is growing up. And I think a lot of it is environment because you have a bunch of people that are like-minded. So they kind of like crabs in the ba uh, barrel mentality. Okay. Kind of pulling each other down. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm about to say, you know, they say you surround yourself around seven millionaires, you'll become the eighth. You feel me? And so I used to think that was BS. Bums, but you're going to be the eighth fucking bum. <laughs> like, so that's true. just facts you it's can be crazy. alone but, like you gotta be mindful of the people you around yourself around like I'd rather be alone than be with people who not doing shit but I'm Tani Majiqua your podcasting ally have you ever felt that podcasting is a logistical nightmare it's not all the glamour and deep conversations you're nodding aren't you coordinating with guests handling the technical stuff editing for hours on end and when you've done all that there's that daunting task of getting your podcast across multiple platforms. Overwhelming, isn't it? But hold on. What if there's a way to make podcasting painless? Introducing Podcasters On Demand. It's like having a dedicated remote podcast producer at your fingertips, ready to handle all your needs. Wherever you are, wherever your guest is, we've got you covered. We'll take care of all your audio and video editing. You get to focus on what you do best, creating engaging content. And when you're ready, we'll send over your podcast to over 20 audio platforms, and we'll even help you out with YouTube. But wait, there's more. We optimize your YouTube podcast, episode title, and description for maximum viewership. We even do thumbnails. Your audience will find you effortlessly. So are you ready to turn podcasting into a breeze? It's time to get your producer on demand and start your painless journey.
But you don't know until you know. You know what I mean? That's then that's the hard know, part about you it. You separate yourself because they're not doing shit. True. I remember when I was working, I, I want to say I was like 21, and this was while I was still in college. Um, I got into network marketing. And I remember coming back to the house with like some of the packets because I had a roommate at the time. We had some friends over and- She said I came back home with some packets. <laughs> yeah, like the packets from like, you know, I had like the little coffee things that oh, were about to sell. Shit. Uh, dude, I was so excited. Dude, I was pumped. I was like, you telling me I can sell this and I make commission? I was excited. The, the math was math and it made they sense. They scammed you. No, they did it. I mean, <laughs> the business model actually made sense. I, I don't know how you feel about network marketing, but I feel like- it's almost, I feel like everyone should do a little bit of network marketing because I feel, I feel like, like it it's important to understand how sales work. Agreed. Sure. Especially if you, for anybody who is going through entrepreneurship, looking to segue themselves into being a business owner, yeah. understanding how important sales is to your brand is always imperative. 100%. The only thing though, I will push back with network marketing. I don't like the fact that a lot of the training was centered around bringing in your friends and family members in order to uh, build your downline. That was like, I think they're starting to get away from that. But that old training, that's I didn't like it. That's who people usually got access to. This is, remember, like, they still running models pre-social media. These motherfuckers are still on old school shit. But it was bad, though, because if you don't come through, they don't tell you the negative effects of it, right? If the attrition rate is 90%, 90% of the people that actually do it aren't being successful at it, mm -hmm. you bring your family in it, you're putting yourself in a position where if this goes south- people ain't going to mess with you because the majority of everybody you bring in are going to fail. Exactly. Just because those are the numbers. Exactly. So it's almost like so that why part- you bring your family in? Exactly. And that was never talked about. But now looking back, I'm like, that was the only thing missing. But other than that, it made sense, right? And the thing that used to throw me off completely, might please get some camera time when you have a moment. I appreciate you, Brandon. Um, <laughs> the thing that used to throw me off completely was- um, People used to call it a scam. Yeah. Right? The thing is, it's if they actually thought about it and looked, just looked for like a couple seconds, they would realize it's not a scam. It's literally just business, right? You have a boss, you have the managers underneath, you have the employees, which are us at the time, maybe like a dishwasher. If you suck at sales, you ain't gonna get nothing. That's the thing. But they called it a scam. And I remember I asked That's two different people why. You know what they said? They couldn't tell me. And then they looked back, it was someone told them. So I can explain it like this. This is almost like the same reason why um, some people feel like social media doesn't work for them. I'm like, first off, maybe your goofy ass should be consistent with your content and then it should have worked out for you. <laughs> huh? Because maybe you're not getting- Do you be no telling people like that? Just like that? I'm like, say, man, I'm like, you personally know me. You know, I talk the same way yeah. all the time. I, you I, are consistent. Uh, I will uh, give you that. <laughs> no filter. Unless it's, some, unless it's some real high level, you know, like private equity business going on. And I'm going to conduct myself in that capacity as, you know, like my like one of the CEOs of one of my brands. Yeah. I'm going to talk to people like of the level they need to be talked on most times. You feel me? Yeah. Because I've been often told that I talk over people's head just because of you know how extensive my vocabulary is. But I've conditioned myself in order to, you know, like flex my brain. Yeah. I'm like, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's not my fa fucking fault. People want to be slow shit. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> Keep up. I'm like, we all got access to books at the sources and stuff, fam. I'm like, I just I just wanna be you know, like I don't, I don't like sucking at anything. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? You know, I think I can have the conversation, but I think I have this weird thing where I think it was more so growing up because I moved around a lot. Am, am I good now? Am I good? Am I good? Am I good? Am I good now? <laughs> um, no, no, it's just uh, more comfortable. That's all. If you just want to turn me up on the mic, that'd be <laughs> my volume level. We're just doing a quick mic check, ladies and gentlemen. We're good. Am mic, I good? Mic sounds fine. You just keep getting. The Getting yourself away from it. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, 
Jeez, what was I saying? What was I saying? I was saying... I had a deep thought, too. Whatever you say. What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Um, what was I saying? He just moved that bitch again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? She's just like... Yes. Uh, what was I saying? I feel like I had a really deep thought there. All right, we'll come back to that. Um, that was really good. All right, I don't remember. We'll come back to that. We'll flip the table back on that. So let me ask you this. What was the hardest thing? Oh, first of all, go back to it. You said at 20 you had your first kid. What was that experience like at 20? I was, when he was being born, I literally was sitting at one of my homies' house reading um, <laughs> law documents, studying, and then I got a phone call like on the night of Halloween. Wait, wait what were you studying for at the time? Shit, just because I read. Just, I was studying for life. You just randomly like, it's Friday night, let me just read some law documents? Yeah, I'm like, I, like, you know, like, it's nothing wrong with just reading the read. No, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to get context. Like, your son's <laughs> no, about to be like, born, you here, like, outside reading the At this out. one particular time in my life, like, I was going through this transition where, you know, like, I just came across a, a certain level of information because of who my family is and the type of people I had access to. So I was just studying and I was getting abreast, you know, like, civics, law, and things like this. Was it like studying to be a lawyer? So, like, um, business contract law. So, and then later on, I progressed into, like, a tribal attorney position for some Eastern tribes. Was that always the goal, or was it kind of, Hell like, no. you kind of let your not curiosity ever. lead you kind of thing? It was not the goal. The main thing, the main reason why I even got into that stuff was just because I wanted to be knowledgeable and I wanted to be able to protect myself. That was the main reason why I even learned all that stuff. Like, yeah. all the crazy shit that people be talking about, all that straw man, UCC, your birth certificate is worth billions of dollars, your social security has these secret accounts. I know all that. I've been teaching that shit about 14 years. But I actually know how to get money out that stuff, so I'm not one of these poor, righteous teachers that should be saying, <laughs> oh, no. nah, bro, I'm out of sight, because they really out here, and then they really, like, a lot of these people are talking to people about shit that they can't even apply or understand themselves. Yeah. Social media is so dangerous. There are so many of these bums who so-called gurus, and we just, you just heard somebody express, because one of these, like, they be having, <laughs> like, no, because they pay for followers, they yeah. be getting these big-ass followings, and then they just go live, and they use a whole bunch of buzzwords, and they draw people in, and then they can't even provide these services, the shit they talking about. Like, has it ever happened to you personally as far as getting? Hell no, nah, bro. Because I'm the mother in the past, like even younger. Have I? I mean, or, okay, let me rephrase it. Have I'm you gonna say, first off, I'm from where... the D. <laughs> first off, I'm from D. Y'all didn't burn the D? Um, I'm about to say we whoop people ass they trying to play them games bro like we got basements fam I'm about to say you'll get tired of we'll put in the basement we don't play that shit <laughs> for real you don't even need a money back guarantee no, I'm about to say I got, I got heavy hitters back home bro like people it's people who who love me and because of my brain they were like you don't get in trouble it's like call me if it's an issue but they it, so situation happened when I was younger yeah and um, my PR because I had snapped out <laughs> Like, this is just, an, first off, I never advise anybody to do what the hell I did at this time. I got into an altercation with a police officer in front of my home. Yeah, shit got busy. <laughs> a police officer? Yeah, bro. Like, I like I take it there. And that's why that's that's the reason why they'll be like, call me, because they know like I don't like I don't have that filter, I don't have that level of fear of engagement. It don't yeah. it don't matter who you are. If I feel like you disrespecting me, like I'm willing to engage with you. That's just the way I was brought up. Both my parents Marines. So it's like I tell people all the time, if it's me or a bear, the bear gotta go. 
It's just like the, <laughs> just how I feel, bro. What's something mystical said that is if you ever see me in the woods, bro, you better the, help the, that bear. You, with you the grizzly better, bear. You better help the bear. Help the bear. I swear, you better help the bear. <laughs> uh, it gotta go. You know what? Most people don't have that balance, though. I've noticed lately that either people are super passive, and I think people are getting more and more passive as time goes by, um, especially like the newer generation. But also, uh, on the other side, there's some people that just don't have any type of control over that switch. When they feel like they're slighted, they just automatically have to be on go. Brandon used to be more so like that, for example. I think he's kind of like you, balanced you, out a little bit more. You want to, but he used honest, to be, oh, see, honest. now he's on go, see, no, no, for no, example. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just playing. The, the, honest, the God honest truth is, I don't have any more fight. I lost all my fight. Sheesh. Not that like sad. Not, not, no, not Wait, like, why you say like that? Well, you not sound like, old as fuck. I got like plenty that. of fight left. No, I got no like more that. fight my no, bones. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. All my go, life I, I had to fight. <laughs> all my life. All my life. None of y'all are getting camera. None of y'all are getting camera time while y'all talking this type of shit. They just looking at me. So they are they hearing you, but they're not they're looking at me. I'ma just go ahead. What do you mean by um it's 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 unnecessary for me. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Like that, that kind of fight. You know what I mean? If you feel in the moment you feel slighted type shit, you know what I mean? Like I learned through, 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 through life that it's too short to be worried about petty shit. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't have any more fight for that. Like that, you know what I mean. You a round of applause. I give you a purse around it. I like that. Uh, I don't got no fight for stupid stupidity. Fuck that. I'm with the shits, bro. Oh, I'm like, I am oh. super with the shits. I used but to tell stup people stupid, stupid, but stupidity though. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like I just had an answer for everything. You know what I mean? Like you you say you say this. No, it's this. I, I I don't I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that's the way you think. Bet. I'm gonna let you bask in that. I understand, you I understand that. No, but you know see, I'm like, yeah. like I'm not gonna go back and forth. I'm not about to. I'm not about to change minds. I'm not. It's just I don't have any more fight for stupid shit. It is what it is. That's fair. I like. I don't. Perspective. I don't got any more fight. I think that's a great perspective to have on it. Wait, what am you, I gonna? What am I? What am I gonna fight somebody who just not gonna get it? Cause I'm a black belt. <laughs> That, that should be the reason you don't fight no, with people. No, I'm about to say, no, that's the, I have a certain level of discipline, but I'm all, like, I ain't going to let no one, ain't nobody going to get off fucking touching me. Like, that shit ain't going to happen. That's a certain level of disrespect. I'm not going Brandon, for it. I feel like he turned into you. That's crazy. No, no, because he turned into people you don't, people, people violate like that and they don't understand. Like, I got, like, first no. off, I got boundaries. I keep no. I always, I, damn near, anytime you see me, I always got my head covered. I don't play that. You touch my hair and there. I got beautiful hair and I want to keep that shit. People got terrible energy. And so I don't allow people to touch me in that capacity just so I don't like, I don't like random people. If you don't fuck with me, I don't touch you. Yeah. Like, I don't like none of that shit. And I, I've developed a certain decorum and discipline through being a martial artist to where I know how to walk away from certain situations, but some people do deserve to get smacked in their lips. And then you just look at them like, I wish you would, because you already know what's coming next. <laughs> you said energy though. How do you feel like energy is transferred? Does it have to be physical touch? Can it be literally just walking by someone? Because I've heard people say it before, right? But I'm not quite sure, nor do I verbal. I'll ever completely Ver understand. Be verbal, I'm physical. A, I'm an empath. 
so like you know like as close as you are like i can i can feel people move sometimes depending on how vibrant the individual is i may see a couple of like flashes of color come off of them yeah so you know like how you know like yellows greens blues reds and like sometimes you can see that vibrate off of people depending on how spiritually tapped in you are yourself mm. and like i got a pretty clean diet you know i smoke a lot of weed i'm real tapped in with the earth and shit you know i'm super green yeah <laughs> you know indian shit. <laughs> No, but um, it's it's all about, you know, like having an understanding of where you come from and what it is that everything is interconnected so that just being able to pick up on the different frequencies around you because everything is a wave. It's all frequency. And I tell people, like, even when it comes to the creation stories, yeah. every creation story is based on frequency and waves, whether if it's Christianity and it's God spoke, whether if it's the Dogon people or whether if it's um, the Big Bang all of these are different vibratory frequencies. Our world is based off of frequency. So energy is transferred through voice, touch, and just feeling through expressing because you can think something and then it can still produce a certain frequency in the world. As a man, think of you are, right? Yeah. Thought turns to flesh. That's what Reverend Ike says. That is deep. The last person I talked to who's basically like as introspective as you are, they were literally like, um, and... I don't know if I believe it or whatnot, but their thought process was there's two kind of worlds right now, right? There's a physical world and like the spiritual world is how you defined it. And it was like, people have it backwards. You don't create things like with your hands. They're created in the spirit world first. And then they manifest thought, you bring reality. them out here. Yeah. The way he broke it down. And I was just like, hmm. So the same way how I said, like, you know, like how you speak into, so like the unseen world, like, like literally air, air could be an example of that spirit world, how homie expressed, right? Mm -hmm. So through me, through speech or through thought or just by me manifesting certain things, it operates in an unseen realm, let's say like another universe or dimension. It yeah. manifests and then it comes back into the one that we all operate in. That is crazy. It's, it's all about perspective and perception. You know, like, you know, the higher you get, the doper this shit sound. You feel me? I feel like I need to, um, <laughs> do you know, uh, what's, what's that dude's name? The Indian dude, Jay Shetty? Jay Shetty. <laughs> yeah. If you see his picture, you know who he is. Um, he essentially kind of had, um, I think he was like 21. He was kind of doing the Western uh, lifestyle, right? Went to college to try and be in finance, I want to say. And then um, during this talk, when you say Indian, you mean Hindu star Indian or yeah, American? this guy right here. Okay, yeah, bro, you can't say that shit to people like me because I'm an American Indian. I'm like, we not the same. I'm so like, when you say Indian by itself, is it assumed like that's the reason why you have to make that distinction? That's the reason why I ask because here they yeah. call us either Native Americans or American Indians. Ah, I got you. They're not from here. They're not. Yeah. Yes. But so the re they're, you know, they're from India though. So the reason why I heard from that, like why that is, is because when they got over here, they was already I think it's what what Spain? Spain was already doing trade with India. So when they got over, they were dark skinned people over there yeah. in India. So when they got over here, they were like, they oh, called shit. them Indians. They was like, y'all Indians. Yeah. They were like, no. It's actually a misclassification. It is. Wait, but Indian? It's, is yeah, yes. it is. We don't call ourselves that. We call ourselves our tribe names. But it's it's tied in the law at this point. <coughs> so it's something that's notably unrecognizable. So for example, that. Like the Bureau of him? Indian Affairs. He's, he's, yeah, he's Indian. Indian. He's from India. No, I'm just making sure. I'm just he's trying to get Indian. the new No, they, Native Americans are the misclassification or the misclassified. Yeah. So okay, I get what you're saying. So it's kind of like the um, um, like the ice example, right? Like um, it's not Eskimo. I learned what's the name for Eskimos now? 
Eskimos. There's a name for it. But um, they're totally really called they're, Eskimos. No, no there's a name uh, for they're it. They're Alaskan it's, Native American Indian. I forgot the exact classification. Someone broke it down. I was like, that's cool. But um, Tony Robbins was saying essentially that um, for us, right, ice is one thing. Like, oh, there's ice on the floor. Like, don't don't slip. Yeah. Like when you see something frozen over. But it's like if you ask an Eskimo that, they know it as 30 different variations of it, like different types of ice. Yeah, like on this, this location. You got the soft ice, and then you got this hard exactly. ice. And from this and location. You got the slushy this, ice. This is the ice not that we the same. Eat. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what. So when I say, and it's not, it's just, I just don't know the nuances. No, so. I'm about to, that's the reason why I just ask for clarity because, yeah. like, I'm, a lot of people don't know that shit. shit. A lot of people that got skin like us don't know that they got goddamn American Indian family. Like, they look at people like me and they think I'm some little black boy. I'm not no fucking crayon color. <laughs> He's going to be a little black boy. No, nah, because like that, like that, a lot of people like to call themselves crayon. I'm not no fucking crayon color, bro. Like, I know exactly where I come from. I know my tribe. I know, I know my ancestry all the way back. And I implore people in order to know, because me having that understanding, I understand, like, I'm an inherent trust fund baby. I come from tribal royalty because I have an understanding of my genealogy. And that's something that's lacking within our community. I think that's really cool, though, because... You have a built-in, you have, you're a built-in conversation started by just the breakdown of, you know, your, you know, your ancestry, you know, your history. Mm-hmm. So I think right off the bat, it's like, oh, where are you from? That conversation can go, you know, you don't have to struggle with actually starting or having a conversation. <laughs> you can just take that anywhere. Cause even as you're talking right now, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. That's but it's, different. I feel like it's important cause like, you know, like where we from and also where, where like people like would be from, you know, like LA, Detroit and stuff. Like we got rules and regulations for how we operate. So, you know, like I ask you where you from, you know, like when I ask you where you from, I want to know what street you from. If I ask you who your grandma is because you don't want to tell me where your street, I want to know where your family from. Yeah. So it's the same rules in the Indian community. Who your grandparents, what tribe you from, what's your land? It's the same exact rules, like the same exact shit that we live by, pouring liquor out, yeah. throwing money in the club. Like literally it was just a, um, a TikTok reel and it showed that people was throwing a whole bunch of bread in the club. But they don't know that we've been doing this in our culture for years because whenever there will be an abundance in the harvest, we will literally burn it and have a celebration because we we could. It was like abundance you know, is you in abundance. Yeah, living in abundance. Like we can get rid of we can get rid of something we did so well. And even to the point where you see people pouring liquor out, that's something that they practice in Africa as well. That's something that we practice within our culture. It's the aspect of giving libations. You're giving honors to your ancestors. And then, you know, like, if you are going to operate in that other realm, it's imperative that you actually employ those who actually looked out for you and that came from you. Mm-hmm. So this is how you give honor to them by actually feeding them and acknowledging them, bringing light to them, saying their name. And that's the reason why I always let people know where the fuck I come from, because without them, I wouldn't be who I am today. Do you ever watch um, the Black Panther? Yeah. Any parts of that relate to what you know from where you came from? A lot of the Black Panthers. Cap! <laughs> Cap! Any well, yeah, there's no, there's no such thing as Wakanda. Well, um, yeah, actually, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. There is a Wakanda, and it's actually in America, and it's actually part of the Lakota Sioux tribe area in the Dakotas, because there, nice. and then it's another place, they're called Wakas. And waka Waka. Wakas, which were spiritual places of reverence. And they will have, so you just have to understand that. Did they know that? 
Yeah, fuck yeah, they know that shit. It's this public information. You can Google that shit I just said. No, I'm just saying, There's like, Wakandas in America. There's Wakandas in like Central America yeah. because they have Wakas. Well, and these like would the be water writers. Did they know that? When did Black Stan Lee out? used to travel the world. So mm. I, I tell, I give y'all some game on this Marvel. I love, I, I love movies. I love animation. My original major before I changed into you know like biology and stuff and yeah. botany. I, like and then I got into business later. I, I, it was you art. just went. It here, was art. Let me see this. <laughs> my original major was that. art. Yeah, you know, like people I know how you they transition. Like little little this. Yeah, little I'm like, I gotta make sure I can move around this motherfucker. De- like, I got a decent IQ. I can say that much. Better than decent. Let me stop being modest. I keep saying I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> I don't think anyone mistook you for being modest. No, but I like I have to be mindful that you know the thi- once again the things that I say and the things that I allow to come out my mouth. That's so true. Just, yeah, yeah, thoughts are things. That is a deep quote, man. I'm starting to realize. I mean, I hear it right. You know when you hear things and it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But when you actually start to see it in action, the older you get, you're just like, this is actually a bar. Like I've reread every book that I've ever reread. I've got at least five new bars from it. Which is crazy, right? Because you feel like you extracted everything. But I'm telling you, there's no way. And you can ask anyone this. Okay, you so I'm, book, I'm about to tell you, you because capture, you always capture something new. You're right. Because once I express this information to you, when you go back and you go watch some of these other Marvel movies and just look at some of these comic book things, you're yeah. going to have a new set of eyes when you look at this stuff. 100%. Because the and then you're from where are you from? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. How close is Nigeria to you? Uh, they're on the west side. Not too close. Okay, yeah. but that's that's why I asked. I wasn't going to assume because I know Africa is a whole continent like, with a whole bunch like of other like literally countries. Bottom, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think it's all one place. Y'all all speak the same language. 100%. We all speak yeah. African. Yeah, hell, that's not a, that's not even a language. <laughs> we all speak African. <laughs> so um, Stan Lee was a well traveled man, and then he also had partners. So then we have people who have the ability to travel across the world, come in contact with other cultures, and come in contact with other forms of art. Yeah. As an artist, that you're always looking for forms of inspiration. You're looking for a muse, right? 100%. So you come in contact with people who um, deal with the Ifa spiritual system, Yoruba. And then within the Yoruba system, we have Ogun. Ogun, if you add a L in front of that, you know, like that's Logan. Yeah. Ogun carries. Ah. Ogun, listen, <laughs> let, me, let me cook. I'm about to give you some sauce. Okay. Ogun carries three machetes in his hand. What does Wolverine have? Three. Three blades three. on his hands. All right. And then we have Shango. Shango is the god of fire and thunder. Okay. Shango is also was the mirror representation of what they built the Norse god Thor off of. Ah. And then we look at Marvel because Shango carries a he carries a double sided hammer, and then he ch- he channels thunder, and light excuse me channels lightning, and then we have Oya who at one point in time was Shango's wife. But Oya is over the graveyard and also the storms and the clouds and stuff and also the marketplace. And then from Oya, we have Aurora Monroe, who is developed, who we know as Storm. Mm-hmm. This is so, actually, actually Storm's actual last name in the comic book is Monroe. That is I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm-hmm. So like all these characters have some type of, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's not like deep and rooted history within melanated culture. That we don't benefit from because we don't own Disney or Marvel right now. Why don't we? Gosh, there are people. There are people who are actively trying to sue Marvel for shit, but they're not going to win because they're trying to sue Marvel for Wakanda because they're saying that it came from you know like Mount Zion or something out that way, like one of the Kenyan mountains. And I told them I was like, "You cap because that shit belonged to the American Indian culture." I'm like, I understand what you're saying, you know, like because like there's a 
And they're like, this is, there's a whole Pan-African dynamic that was developed here within the Americas. Okay. And it was based, it really started after Marcus Garvey came here. Marcus Garvey, refresh my memory. Marcus Garvey was the man who came over here from Liberia. He was a Jamaican, but he started the fleet, um, the crew, the fleet cruise ships, and okay. he started to, to conduct a whole another level of commerce for melanated people at this particular time. Uh, what time frame is this? Early 1900s. Okay. So early 1900s, Marcus Garvey come through, and then like, but a lot of people don't know that Marcus Garvey, he, he himself was not from this country. So there was a whole situation where he befriended these individuals called the Anglo-Saxons Club of America. Like, exactly. And so these are European men, and one of these top men is called Walter Plecker at the time. Okay. Walter Plecker was solely responsible for a large portion of um, paper genocide, which was declassifying a lot of melanated people here, then calling them Negro and things in order to remove them from land rights. And then we have Marcus Garvey, who then he reads the Anglo-Saxons Club of America book, tells Walter Plecker that he really likes his mindset and stuff like that, and that the Europeans should be the one in order to manage the Americas, and we all should go over to Africa. Even though there were melanated pe people here well before the Europeans that came over on boats, and some of these are my family, my family members have documented records well before the 1600s, before some of these people were even coming over on the land. Jeez. So, you've, you understand how this type yeah. of things, so, but look, this is the kicker, though. Okay. Because from the Marcus Garvey situation, these a lot of situations developed in New York. So like on 125th Street out in Harlem and stuff, we then have the five percenters coming. We have the Moorish movement, the Moorish Science Temple movement. And they, all of these stuff are popping up. And these all have Pan-African ties because in the Moorish Science movement, they give honors to the Honorable Messiah Garvey. This is what they say when they open up in the temple. Yeah. And like I can acknowledge these things because I've been in all these places. That's why I'm willing to talk about it. Yeah. So we had the Nation of Islam, which is an offshoot because they separated from the Moorish Science Temple of America. And this started in Detroit. And then we have Elijah Poole Bay, who everybody later known as um, Elijah Muhammad. Yeah. All of these things all stem with a twist of Pan-Africanism in it. And within the Pan-African movement was the disenfranchise of the original American Indians, which a lot of people here fucking are. So they then were miseducated in this because if you ask anybody who got grandparents who can remember anything from the early 1900s or previously before that, yeah. they'll tell you they belong to a fucking Indian tribe. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. I've got a million questions now. Um, I don't even know where this... That... I'm not saying, you know, I do finance, but this is a whole nother... Like, no, all of this it, works it's, together. It's, it's fascinating because now I can see your interest in it because it takes you down literally a rabbit hole, right? Yeah. Because one piece of information you just gave me there, I'll start digging in. And there's different ways you can go. It's almost like to use a Marvel reference. It's the multiverse now. Yes. Like you take one direction and you're going this way. The trajectory goes this way. And I see the importance of it. And I'm going to ask you a question because I kind of want to tie it to um, a little bit of what's going on today. Um, I don't know much about it, but you know the whole Black Wall Street? Yeah. Okay. How they kind of, essentially, the theory is they burn it down. That is a fucking awesome question. Okay. So what is, what is your summary? <laughs> Give us a quick summary, right? Someone watching that has no idea what I'm talking about. So quick I'm a, summary. Oh. I'll say, so y'all ever heard of the Gap Band? 
Gap Band? No. Yeah, like um, Uncle Charlie. You know, you dropped a Charlie bomb Wilson. on me. Oh, Charlie Wilson. David, boom, boom. But it was part of a, he was back in the day, he was part yeah, of a called band, the Gap called band. The Gap Band. What's called so, the Gap Band? Yeah. Yes, sir. Who's so the there? Gap Band is an acronym for Greenwood, Archer, and Pine, which are the crossroads for Black Wall Street, right? Ah, uh, I didn't know. So that. when they say you dropped the bomb on me, baby, they're talking about Black Wall Street. I Why are you laughing? You feel me? No, because I'm just mind blown. And what then, you Why am I laughing? That's my response. That's how no, I deal with tough situations. But you like, even when you look at their artwork, these were very enlightened individuals. Like when you look at their cover artwork <laughs> and stuff like that. So when we talk about Greenwood, Archer and Pine, Black Wall Street and stuff, this was in what, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? And what Til time frame, just for reference? Um, I'm about to say this is early, like early 1900s. Okay, I got you. So when we- Wait, you're talking about when? Black the, Wall Street? Like just Black Wall Street period. Oh, no. Uh, 20s? 20s, 30s? World War One. That's, right, early, right, like, that's right, early 1900s? Right, no, no, like, right before World War Two. not necessarily World War One. For me, like, was anything was before 25 is early 1900s so because like, I break them up in quarters. in the middle, 1925-ish. Yeah, area. yeah. Around I'm, that time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, we got the Greenwood Archer and Pine and stuff and all of these things is popping off. So one thing that a lot of people don't know about Oklahoma today, Oklahoma is split in half in the tribal land because what people don't know about Tusla, that Tusla is tribal land. And a lot of those people who ran um, Black Wall Street at that time were Muscogee Creek. And these were also oil owners. They had land that was rich with oil and they were making bank. This is how they were able to develop what they developed. These were not blacks. These were not African-Americans. These were dark-skinned American Indians. And this is documented. Is your revenue stuck? If you're an entrepreneur and your revenue is stuck, you don't need to fix your products or services. You need new audiences to discover you more consistently. Podcast guesting is an ideal way to be discovered 24 hours a day by your ideal clients. And guess what? The more people that know you, the more people can flow you. Head over to podcastmasterypack.com and take advantage of your first or next podcast. Give me it. But it's not said in that capacity because then a lot of people will know that they have rights like I do and then like your family owns this much land. Oh, you're constitutionally protected and you shouldn't be bothered because you have this and this and this. So it's a lot of benefits to just knowing the truth. Yeah. But when we talk about Black Wall Street, it's... um. That part right there is heavily covered up for a very specific reason because that's a crime against somebody that that broke treaties, and that's the and when we talk about the misclassification of the American Indian, that's how some of that shit was allowed to happen and get covered up because of people like Walter Plecker making those transitions. Mm. Because part of the United States Constitution, we got we're protected and we have agreements with these individuals. If they ever were to do that, that's an international crime. So you feel me like yeah. that, that could never be publicized that they actually bombed a whole bunch of American Indians, but they can do it to people who are classified as being less than in law because they still are classified underneath the um, Fifth Thirds Amendment because what's Fifth Thirds of a, of a whole thing? Fucking 60 percent. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy because it's not really and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it doesn't seem like something that's really taught at all. Excuse me, three fifths. I said five thirds. I'm high. <laughs> all good. I caught what you were saying. Um, but it doesn't feel like something that's really taught. You know what I mean? At all. Even when I heard it's the not term taught. Black Wall Street, this maybe 10 years ago, but when I started to ask other people about it, just out of curiosity, nothing, just blank. You want to know why it's not taught? Why? Because which one of us are, where are people like us who actually work in government who are controlling what gets put into the education system? 
And then the majority of us don't even know because we've been educated by that system right. instead of being told by our own parents and family members what it is, what our story is, and also how we should operate when it comes to math, science, technology, logic, all of these things. This is wild, man. And you think like in this day and age with access to the internet, I please get some camera time when you have a moment. No rush. Um, this day and age when you have like access to the internet and AI and all this information that people would be up on game and you know, myself included, because like I said, it only took me like 10 years ago to actually understand this stuff. It's just crazy that sometimes it's crazy that we're willfully ignorant at some things. You know, it's almost like at times we just get comfortable with the status quo. Like, it's, it's just the way it is. It's, it's cool. so strategically designed to be like that, bro, because you have to think about in a system that provides you with everything that give you the privilege in order for you to operate with the driver's license. That's a privilege. That's not a fucking right. Yeah. For the first thing, they give you the privilege to have that. They give you the privilege of getting welfare if you so need it. They give you the privilege in order for you to have housing on land that they control through Indian agreements. Yeah. So privilege, 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 privilege in a world where they've provided you with all of this privileges. Why do you feel the need in order to step outside of the box they've given you? Hmm. You're comfortable. You got to be a fucking rebel. You got to feel like something's wrong. You got to understand like it's a better way. You and you have to feel it deep in your soul, like in your soul, and then that's going to lead you. Your spirit is going to lead you where you need to be for your personal walk. Because everybody's story, not my story. Hundred percent. I don't got the same blood as everybody out here, so their story going to be completely different than mine. So you said you're big on avoiding energies like that. Is essentially what you do. Because um, sometimes, right, I'll tell someone like a basic idea that on the surface just makes sense, right? For example. I told one of my friends, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to buy my car. I'm going to buy it all cash. That's the dumbest shit somebody like, can say to me. Why do you want to buy cash? <laughs> I didn't even tell him that. I was just like, why do you want to buy cash? Just out of curiosity. He's like, yeah, I just want something to own. You know, I want it to be mine. And I looked at him and was like, is that the only reason? He's like, yeah. I'm like, mm. and I gave him the math on something else, right? As far as just like, for example, his he wanted a fancy said, car. They thought it was a great idea. They're stupid too. Well, I, I feel like that's everyone's thinking. I, we just, I'll tell anybody real, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, go for it, go for you it. You buy anything with fiat cash, you're you're damn near dumb. <laughs> Wait, what, like, do call, what do you call it fiat cash? Because it's paper fiat cash is like, that's not money. It's a paper, it's called fiat. It's is a fiat it's dollar. It's, a, it's legally called a yeah. fiat dollar. A fiat? I've heard, I've, I've, I've Just heard like that. the car, fiat. That's what it is. Like the type of paper? Is yeah, it's a fiat? fiat dollar. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> that shit not real money. It's an IOU. So it really is an IOU. Yeah, like literally you're passing around debt. So you're going to use this form <laughs> you're of, Yeah, you passing around debt notes. That's what that shit is. I'm telling you exactly what's happening. Yeah. So he just gave a whole bunch of debt notes in order to walk off with a liability because that's not an asset is going to lose time. So he he's losing twice. That's why it's really fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm like, fam, OPM to you, DIE. Go use some business credit or go use some financing and then go get that. And then, like, if you was really bright, you would have came to me, you would have got a trust, and I would have taught you how you transferred the debt over into the trust because debt is also considered assets. So you can transfer assets in the trust, and then you no longer have any personal liability. And then it's a whole other whoop, 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 and then you know you solid. You don't even got to pay the note, hey, and you got the title. If someone has debt, right? They can transfer their debt to a trust? Debt is, so I ask you like this. Okay. Um, is there. What do you think of debt? Like I owe, I owe some money. <laughs> okay, so is there, so there's bad debt. Of course, everybody thinks debt is bad. Do you think there's good debt? Yes. Okay. Would you consider, what, what would you consider good debt? I feel like good debt is if you're using it to positively cash flow. 
I would consider a good debt. Mm-hmm. Would example, you consider would you consider a house good debt? Depends. A mortgage on a on a large scale house that you can financially afford, would you consider that good debt? It depends. If if I'm living in it just to have it as my own, I think that would be bad debt. If I'm using it to rent out and I'm making more money off it, then I'd consider that good debt, if that makes sense. Okay. So but understanding that debt itself can be classified as an asset is more so the point that we're looking to, you know, like express right now. So mm-hmm. understanding that um, even like me, like I know enough about debt to where I know I can go buy other people debt. I can do a subrogation agreement and then I can pull up and I can, <coughs> you know, like I can do a loan agreement with you. And I say that I agree to buy your debt. And then I have all this debt on the books. A financial institution will be willing to loan me money based like on those people that try to get money from. That's uh, exactly what it is. Collection company. That's exactly what it is. So it's called debt acquisition businesses and everybody can do it if they understand the process. So real quick. OK, so. I'm assuming they buy it for like pennies on the dollar, right? Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm about the to say, I can, buy, it off, I can buy your debt for pocket change, bro. That's interesting. And then I turn around and then I have the option to press you for it or I can keep it on my books and I can leverage on it financially. So we understand that debt can be looked at as an asset because if a financial institution is willing to cut me a loan for me having all this, this big ass debt ledger, we know it can be considered an asset, right? Mm-hmm. So all we do is an asset transfer. We grab the whatever the notes are, and then we put them into the trust. By doing this transfer with a little bit other couple documents, by doing this transfer, the individual that initially got the stuff, they no longer are liable for the debt. The debt has been transferred over into this private equitable instrument, which is considered to be a trust, which Mm -hmm. has its own operating parameters and law, and it's protected very hard to sue, especially if you got the right type of trust. It's damn near like over 700 trusts. That's why, oh man. And it's crazy because I I feel like I'm repeating things, right? That people say all the time. We're never taught this, but we're truly <laughs> never taught this stuff. You know what no, I mean? No, now like, that one right there, that's yeah. one that people really don't get taught. That's like private equity, you know, real wealth. Or, you know, like somebody was really well taught in estate management and, you know, like wealth development. You have people jumping off bridges because they think that life is over because they're in so much debt. When they just don't have access to this kind of I'm about to say, you know I mean? if, like, it's, if it's really that bad, why they, I'm about to say, you can do that. You can like jump off the bridge. You can jump off the bridge. No, no, no. I'm saying, you can jump off the bridge. Definitely jump off the bridge. That's not what I just said. Like, you can you do can, that. You can, get a, you can get a trust. You know, you can reach out to the trust fund, baby. You can, we can have consultation. We got the links in the bio. Yeah, our link's always in the bio. And then we can talk to you about, you know, like trust development, your estate planning. That is always recommended. And then, you know, it's always just the basic. You go through the credit reporting process. And I'm going to tell because, you know, like shout out to Flipping Tables. I'm here so I can give a little bit of extra sauce. Most people who clean credit, they fucking suck at it because I'm going to tell you why. They're <laughs> okay. doing it. They're doing the bare minimum. And like credit repair is a band aid. Uh, disclaimer. Time. He is my credit guy. <laughs> he is my credit guy. You want, you want to go ahead and tell, tell him what he did? He got me to a 720 credit score. In how long? Six months. <laughs> With a clean profile, no bullshit. No, he ain't had to pay for no trades, none of that stuff. And it's, it's firm and it's developed. But just understanding, like, all these credit repair people, they low-key ass. I've only come across, like, really like a handful of people. Like, if you see me, like, whip some of these credit people, in my mind... Either I feel like they valid or I even shared some of my information with them in order so that they can better perfect their process. So and I, I just keep studying and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a good network of people to where I'm always coming across more information. So it's not like I can know it all. 
I'm tied in with really good people and I'm yeah. always able to better my process. So I'm always gonna give honors. Like I got elders that have put me up on information. Some of my some of my clients, some of my peers always share stuff with me in order to better it. And then, you know, like shout out to Dr. Goody. She be killing it with that credit stuff. And then, you know, we got Day. She I she'll kill me if I don't shout her out when it comes to credit. <laughs> <laughs> so credit queen. Yeah, I'm about to say for sure I gotta say something about that. But you know, like um most people, they only really dealing with, you know, like Lexus Nexus, excuse me, not even Lexus Nexus. Most people only dealing with Experian, mm -hmm. TransUnion, and Equifax. And those are the average three bureaus that people know about. But then, you know, you got the, there is something called, you know, like SageStream that most people have never even heard What's of. SageStream, I've never heard of it. SageStream is one of those underlying credit agencies that when they do background pools in order to verify stuff like LexisNexis. And then there's also Innovis. And then there's also early warnings, which is the bank reporting system. When people think they in check systems and stuff, yeah. it's because the banks are communicating how bad your ass been with your money. Mm. But all these entities I just said, they're supposed to clean your credit for all of those. So for all you credit gurus, you should go back, watch this, and you should utilize that information I just said and mm. actually help your people with their credit. Damn. Get, get studio applause, please. There, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll clap it for you, 720, sir. I need more enthusiasm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so if someone wanted to check out their credit profile, right, and start yeah. to do an assessment, which one? Because you said a couple, right? You said, was it Lexus, Nexus? So I would, would recommend to like. I reckon if they, really wanna, if they really want to know what people out here seeing about them, yeah. they should call in and they mm -hmm. should request that they get their Lexus, Nexus and their early warnings. Is it just they, like LexusNexus.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can Google it. Trust me, it's very well known. And they just give you like a profile. And of, then for those who don't know, Lexus, Nexus is actually owned by like, I believe, Experian. Okay. So you got to realize like all these credit companies, like they work hand in hand with each other. Excuse me. And these are these are credit agencies. They are not credit bureaus because bureaus by law are things that establish for the protection of the consumer. Mm. So we have to be mindful when we're saying that. And shout out to SBS because he was somebody who made sure he correct. Well, once I heard him say it, I made sure I corrected myself <coughs> in my language. Because like, you know, if especially being an educator, you want to make sure that you're using the right words out here. 100%. And that's really cool that you're kind of always in that um, continuous learning mode. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I know it all. It's almost like, oh, that's really cool. You kind of add it to your tube belt. You know Hell what I mean? It's yeah. continuous. Because a lot of people. That's how you become the best. 100%. But a lot of people don't have that mentality. Uh, that's, why they, that's why they like, suck. Stuck. <laughs> that's why yeah. they suck in real life. <laughs> but I, like growing up, it, that used to be the way to act. You know what I mean? Like, no one can tell you any different. Like, yeah, no, I know what I'm doing. But now I love that we're kind of getting to the age my household, that's the easiest way to get your ass beat, acting like you can't be told what to do. I'm like, so I grew up around Marines. You're going to do what the fuck motherfuckers tell you to do. Are you going to get backhand? Wow. I'm like, for real, bro. And it, but I, I appreciate that level of discipline because look at me now. Look at me today. Like, I've been able to scale. Like, I, I, I operate as a man. I'm masculine. I take care of my children. I'm present. 100%. I'm like, shit. Like, I'm, I'm well groomed. I don't stank, you know. But well, that like, was that one time. Never, I'm ever. Yeah. I'm about to say, you, like, that I'm was scared. probably you, fam. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no. Only I'll, thing I be smelling like is weed, goddamn, or cologne. Like, sometimes I wear bond, you know, like, it's, I got a couple different ones. <laughs> you wear gold like, bond, I got, that's I got, what you said? No, bond number nine, bro. Oh. You know, like, them, like, $500 bottles, God. Come on now. Damn, $500 bottle cologne? I'm not even pushing it all the way down. I'm just half, half spritz. Just. Bro, that's the reason yeah. why you buy more than one so you don't wear them down. That's you crazy. get different smells. It'd be like you when I grow up one day. I'm telling you, like, get you some credit. You can have a good time. Get you some credit. You have so you, a good time. Hey, hey, you know what I got? <laughs> I got some motherfuckers. <laughs> <Some fucking credit. laughs> I got some credit. <laughs>
I think <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's but awesome. I mean, you know what? You know what the crazy thing is? I think there was like a stereotype for like a long time. It was like black folks got bad credit. That's well, because we don't true. know. My grandma, it is got, just, it is my grandma got a fucking 820 something, goddamn. My That's dad got something. It's like, what's the highest you can have? 850? 850. My dad got something around there, like an 850. You know what I mean? Like, like real shit. And I I just it 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 it, it, it pisses me off that that we we carry that stereotype. You know what I mean? Like as oh, black people I'm got about to say, credit. Fuck them stereotypes, bro. You know that melanated people, the, we pay our bills the most. Yeah. One no, time. no, no, no. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But see, that's a, it's, really it's just a fuck, yes. We it's pay just our a bills fucked up stereotype. You're not to trying have. to be on the street, bro. What the problem? The problem with the problem with it is, is that I think as a at a young age when you first discover because there's no teaching behind it. Yeah. When you get credit and you like you about to give me this car for nothing. You about to give me all of this for nothing? About to run it up. I'm about to run it up, bro. I'm about to go, how much shit can I get for nothing? And then not realizing that they got to pay their fucking credit card back. And then there, there's such thing as a credit score and credit bureaus. Yeah, but, you, you know but I'm going like, to say also to that point, one thing that a lot of people don't know, anything that you use your social security number, first off, is for anybody who like around my age or a little bit younger, older, anywhere in that bracket, if you read the back of them goddamn cards, it say you are not supposed to give that number out for identification purposes at all. So if you giving that shit out, it's completely voluntary, fam. Mm. And like, so if you have given it out for any voluntary purposes and it's anything on your credit that's attached to your social security number, you legally have the right to have it removed underneath the Consumer Protection Act. So it's just understanding the rules and regulations of conducting commerce. Like I understand contracts. That's how I'm able to scale. Like some people just know credit. No, I know the basis of all this shit, which yeah. is contracts, which is the, the foundation of the country we live in built on contracts. Niggas go to jail on contracts. People get cars off contracts. People get houses off contracts. People make babies on contracts. People get married on contracts, fam. So you're talking about like the do, birth certificate, birth certificate, yeah. contract. I'm about to say, even insurance, all of this stuff. The world we live in is based on contracts. So it's people out here who know a smidget of what the fuck I know. That's the reason why I'm better than these people. That is deep. I, I didn't actually look at it that way. But yeah, you're right. That's a good base to have. Because you're talking about, I'm actually trying to find an example to disprove you right now, but I'm going blank right now. Because there I isn't see one. How everything's tied to a contract. Everything is contract, fam. Even having sex is a contract. All of that shit, I'm out there. All right, break that one down. So, break that one down. Look, I'm about to say, look up the definition of the word commerce. What okay. is commerce? Commerce is an, like it's a, a financial interaction. You know, it's a system of bartering. Yeah. It's an exchange of energy. It's like an exchange of value. It's an exchange of energy, but also one of the definitions, one of the specific definitions is sexual intercourse. They really put... Yes, that's commerce, sexual intercourse. So how do you outlaw prostitution if that's the definition on paper that shit legal in certain places that is so fascinating i feel like i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole now prostitution legal it's legal in certain places in the united states yeah how do they make it illegal if commerce is a legal definition for what they really made illegal is pimping mm, okay i got you i'm gonna say because women gonna do what they want to do with their body period yeah and then they got matter shit. They, what's, what's that? Plenty of fish type shit? You know, like, motherfuckers gonna get it how they can. undercut like escorts. Yeah, I'm about to say, it's, <laughs> it's apps for that shit now, fam. You feel me? Yeah. I'm like, people gonna get it how they live. 
I was like, if you if you like it, I love it. But I ain't fucking with you. Fucking. <laughs> I'm like, if that's how you like, but I I, I love people doing commerce. I'm yeah. I'm it's, I can't judge nobody who get into a bag, fam. I'm like, if you out here shaking it, you thump, you twerking on social media, but you pulling in bread. Yeah. But I can talk about the people who got millions of followers and they get no money. You fucking suck. Do better with your life, fam. <laughs> For real. I'm like that shit makes no sense. Like you have all these people you are yet to monetize and leverage. You're clearly missing something. So what you can do is you can click the link. You can call me, get a consultation, and then I can audit your business and I can teach you how to get some bread. I like that. You know what? Go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Brandon, get your question ready. So you can find me at um, on uh, Brandon. If we could have him on camera, actually, that'd be great. Well, well damn. Yeah, so appreciate you, man. Thank you. <laughs> well, he's working hard, ladies and gentlemen. He's working hard. I don't want to hear your shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can find me on if it's Instagram, where I am most of the time, unfortunately. Um, official <laughs> Trust Fund Baby. That's where you can find me on IG. Um, my my single podcast, Trust Fund Baby, on YouTube, and then also Capital Gains Podcast. Shout out to my co-host Peter Parker, you burr, 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 burr. director then, of the year. <laughs> Beauty in the motherfucking struggle. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna hate man, us when we God, see this shit. Man, Clip, this <laughs> Clip this up. Clip this up. Clip this up. Yeah, I said it. No. Yeah, I said it. But um, yeah, I'm about to say pretty much everything is trust fund baby. Even on TikTok, trust fund baby DJ Bay and um, my website djbay.com and djbaymastermind.com for my private mastermind. I like it. I like it. So he doesn't have much going on, as you can tell. Not much at all. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just a world record holder for brick breaking, and you know, like I'm an author of like 16 books, and I'm a dad, husband, polygamist as well, and you know, like you know, we're gonna have at least like, a part. I got like three. 20 businesses and shit. You feel me? You I know, got, we're gonna I, have like a three part series. Yeah, and you know, I got a federal research and development company for cannabis. So you know, it's not like any of those out here except for you know, like like mine for real, like real. Ladies and gentlemen, right. as you know, we're definitely gonna have him back over here. This was just like scratching. The surface because you literally need like a what do you call uh, is it lord of the rings yeah I mean, is that, a trilogy is that a trilogy? <laughs> trilogy trilogy do they have like a prequel too no i don't know what's the hobbit that's not a prequel is it i don't know i don't, I don't watch that shit you seem so sure for a second oh now i you don't, don't know, know. He's like, no, it's not. so I, can i get my question can i ask my question i was okay I'm all right yeah all right for sure so i got a question hurt you i got a question tanya's gonna love this one where do you see yourself in five years ah i like he stole my question okay what year is this right now? 23. 23, sir. I'm so bad with Jordan. dates. Like we, we, we fuck with moon cycles, fam. I'm just still trying to get together this Gregorian calendar in my brain. Oh, um, no. You called it a, a Gregorian? Yeah, it, that shit not. It's, that's not. It's a, it's, that's a whole nother so conversation. It's, it's, so it's, it's told, so it's told like that the Ethiopia is the only true, has the only true calendar. And the Mayan shit is pretty accurate to some They case. also said that we were, no, they, theirs is ended in 2012. <laughs> What are you talking about? They're done. Bro, you, it, that's only so you have to understand. It. It's funny to you because you don't understand the Gregorian calendar. If you understand that the actual calendar that people use here in America is off by years. Oh, yeah. That's what so, they're saying. Ethiopia is saying it's 20, 20 so, it's technically with that being said, are the fucking Mayans wrong? I don't know. Okay. Because they're stopped at 2012. So, I don't, I don't back know. to your question. In five years, what do I feel like I will be doing in five years? Um... I just like our government contracting out the wazoo. Like, um, in all honesty, podcasting will be to a point where, like, we'll possibly be solidified and be running a whole network with <coughs> people at that particular time. And my cannabis industry, we will be because we already have our lounge in Louisiana that's opening up this month. 
we will be franchised in multiple locations, possibly all 50 states, even in Hawaii, and then possibly start working internationally. And like my baby is gonna be big, healthy. I probably have a couple more children around that time, hey. and um, you know, be with some super thick, fine ass women as usual. You know, okay. and still it's have like per usual. That's per and, usual. And then, yeah, yeah, I'm super say, thick, my, fine ass women. That's yeah, very specific. I, I, right? I married a very beautiful woman. She's super chocolate, pretty, like high cheekbones and stuff. Yeah, Shout out thick. to the mother of the house. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm about to say yeah, and then she got she got thick when she had the babies. <laughs> <laughs> So you already know, like, like that's I'm trying to keep them pushing out, baby. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I like I I feel like when it comes to babies, I feel like women are entitled to a limit, even though their body is like established that it can do that. Yeah, I understand how women's body after so many, it's hard for you to get that bounce back. And I don't want to be to a bounce back. Is that the term the we're using? Snap back, whatever. Okay, you know? I was like, I was like, okay, this yeah, sure. I'm about to say bounce back, snap back. You know, like <laughs> when, when the stomach, when the stomach and the boobs pull back up after the baby and all of that stuff. After so many babies, it's hard to get that back. And I it's still like your body's adjusting. Yeah, I, I, I still want to be to a point where I'll be like, damn, she fine. So yeah. I'm like, two's, two's good, two's good. Anything outside of that, we may be pushing it. So you know, that's why polygamy school. <laughs> You know, you know, like spread it around. Right now in the like, comments. Have diversified accounts. <laughs> I need you that, to put, diversify your portfolio. Like, I need man, you to put it. exactly which topic out of the 50 he just brought up that you want to hear on the next episode. Put in the comments. And whatever is voted as number one is the next thing we'll talk about. Because with DJ, as you can obviously tell, um, <laughs> the conversation can go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it can go anywhere. I'm pretty sure they're going to say the polygamy thing, though. Um, uh, all right, my I'm about to say women really don't. It'd be it's interesting. I would be interested to have that conversation, but to hear like I w- I would like to know what women will want to ask me about that because like oh, it's all goodness. men always ask me the same question, but how I do it? That's it, literally it, the main question. Like, don't be a fuckboy and make sure you got some money. <laughs> actually, a good recipe. I can't think of two better ingredients to actually pull that off. And you got to communicate. And that's something oh, that I—that's some, that's something that I have to learn because I—I I get my phone. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. And then you know, like you come home after karate, you know, just you just got done punching on people, kicking, shit, and then you know you tired. You just want to chill and smoke and motherfuckers standing in your kitchen drinking wine. Like you ready to have this conversation? No, no, I'm not. No, no. I, I want to go smoke. I want to go chill. But you know, like if that's what you want, you have to be willing to sacrifice that because, like, I'm very fortunate. I sacrifice in other ways. And sometimes people don't always see the manner in which I give I or you. the manner in which I give my time. So they think I'm really spoiled. You feel me? But I'm, I'm super fortunate. I acknowledge that. But that is one way that I know I have to sacrifice in a relationship is being willing to communicate regardless of how much I want to shut down, how much I want to have this two, three hour fucking argument. I have to be willing to let people vent with whatever they're going through, especially they're going to be tolerant to me and allow me to operate like this. So you got to, it's an exchange. Dude, you got to give some. You got to give some. And then, like, even me talking about it, it helps me to be better in it. Because, like, I, I like once you, I say it out of my mouth, I also acknowledge it. And then it also reaffirms that I am supposed to be doing certain things. Yeah. So even me being on podcasting, it helps me be a better man, helps me be a better husband. So it's like, I always appreciate any platform where I get to express myself candidly. I like it. And my last question for you, since you like to steal questions, sir, <laughs> what's the biggest lesson that you learned this year alone so far? That I um can I can, that I need some camera time. I learned that. Oh, um, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> content. <laughs> so yeah, um, fuck it. One con- like content crazy. Um, but one of the biggest lessons that I did learn this year is that, you know, like 
I am so fucking far ahead of people and I've really been downplaying my gifts and being modest just because of, you know, like trying to meet people on a certain level or whatever was going on in my mind. But I really have been the only and I, I know this I at this time in my, my, my life, I've been the only <coughs> thing holding me back from doing certain things that I know I can do. Yeah. And. I've released those shackles. So like, I'm really like, I'm cutting loose right now because like once I have that acknowledgement of like what I just said, that I'm the thing that's holding me back from doing some of the other things that I want to do. Like literally don't know. I don't let shit fucking stop me, bro. Not the police, not Donald Trump, <laughs> not none of these motherfuckers. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm like, if I want it, I'm going to get it. And yeah. it's always been that way. So me understanding if it's certain things that I'm not getting right now is because I'm not doing. So once I realize that I'm like, I realize, you know, like I am my biggest star player. I'm also the biggest thing that's going to put me in a position I need to be in. So if it's something that's not happening, I need to adjust. That was my biggest realization. I this like year. that. And I lied. I'm going to ask you one more question. That was deep <laughs> too. Uh, can we get a studio applause, please, sir? I am so sorry. Last question. Really quick question. Do you have any ancient remedies that can help Brandon with this COVID right now? <laughs> anything, anything good fucking god i don't playing. need it ladies and gentlemen this has been another episode we appreciate you tuning in if you like anything we're doing here number one of course you did just click the like button and tell a friend about it you're just rocking with the best podcast on the planet we'll see you next time hey